Hi, this is Brian Stevens from SpyPoint, and I'm excited to talk with Ralph and Vicky today, who you may know from their successful career in outdoor television. Ralph and Vicky are true ambassadors of our hunting industry and doing it for the right reasons. I've had the pleasure of spending time with both of them, and they're truly great hunters, but more importantly, great people. Here's Ralph and Vicky. Welcome to the Spy Point Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Stevens, and on this show, we get to talk about hunting, tactics, technology, and the inside scoop from industry pros. Follow along each month as we learn, laugh, and grow together with the passion we all have for the outdoors. This is the Spy Point Podcast. Hey guys, how are you doing? And how are you holding up um, with all this craziness going on right now? It's been kind of crazy. You're not Ooh, kidding. I'll tell you what. If um, well, let's just put it this way: <laughs> in, in in life's journey, I don't believe none of us expected witnessing or living through something like this. There's no question, and in so many different ways that it's impacting our lives. And you know, for you guys in particular, obviously, there's the personal side, you know, of this of the things that we've got to do. Uh, to stay safe and well and do our part, but there's the professional side, and I know you guys are being impacted by hunts, and um, I, I think you just recently shared with me, you know, some of the things that you would or d- would have done in BC. I mean, talk about some of the real-world implications of what's happening to you guys right now. <clears throat> wow, Brad. Well, well I, I mean, here, here, let's just look at a few things. Number one, the majority of our states right now have literally shut the borders down to non-residents j- going on turkey hunts. Okay, that's just one. That's turkey seasons yeah. across, you know, North America. Or you, you know and, what I mean? And we live in Illinois, and, and we've been sheltered in. This is our third week of being sheltered in. Originally, it was supposed to be two weeks, and now it's till the end of April. Yep. So, so now, besides turkeys, let's talk to let, let's talk about a big game animal, spring bear hunting, <laughs> which which we've sort of done for about forty plus years. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh uh, I, I mean, here's here's what we've got to look at. One, a lot of the outfitters, you know, that we've hunted with for for thirty years, you, you know, they're they're sitting there saying, okay, do we take the risk? Do we, you know, fill up our gas, our big gas tanks, the big drums? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Their, in, in the in the middle all of the bush, expenses. all their baits. Do they go set up their remote camps? Do they run the baits? Do they do all this? Do they pay their guides to go out there and start glassing like in BC? Yeah. You know, and, and then have the risk that, you, you, you know, their government says, um, sorry, guys, the border is going to make, you know, make, remain closed, remain closed till the end of June. Well, so, so honestly, it's funny. We're talking right now. We just, just got a call like right 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 is is you know right before you, we 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 started talking um from from Glenn Venus you know our, and Trophy West our BC guy that we've hunted with forever and in the first time in 36 years he is he is not going to have a spring bear season on Vancouver Island wow that's huge it's, that's crazy yeah that that is crazy i mean obviously for you guys but for you know many other hunters and then him in particular is you know it's just how, how does you know someone like that you know, sustain this and, and hopefully they have the ability to do it because, you know, I can tell you when we get through this and I hope people rally around, 
you know, outfitters that you've built relationships like that and other people to just help them, you know, get back on their feet the next year and book hunts and stuff. So um, it's tough all the way around. I hate that for you guys because I know that's been a staple of your career going out there and, and really chasing some giant bears. Yeah, I mean, so far, honestly, so I know that we are not the only ones doing this and, and no. we can't, you know, there's a lot of shows out there that right now, I mean, we are still trying to figure out if we can do Florida Turkey. Yep. I hope you so. You know, season, season <laughs> end is the end of it on the 26th, you know, so yeah. we're cutting it close. We're waiting to see what happens. Um, we canceled a New Zealand trip. Oh, that one hurts. That, that one hurt. That was supposed to be at the end of March. That one's gone. I mean, there's just so much that right now, um, it's just crazy. The world is a crazy place right now. So, you know, we we're supposed to go to Manitoba. Um, before our BC hunt, which we obviously know that that's probably not going to happen nope. for bears. Um, we have a Saskatchewan bear hunt planned for the first week of June. We're kind of hoping and praying that that one stays, yep. that maybe they'll open the borders before that one. And we're going to talk to Russ at Adrenaline and see if Manitoba, it in June if he could do it after the Saskatchewan hunt in June. And maybe we just make a loop. We drive up and we drive home, you know. You know, Brian, you brought up a, a hell of a, a point. And, and that is that. First, we want to make sure that no one's thinking we're saying "whoa us." That, that's yeah, not no. what we're saying. No, not at we're all. just having, yeah, you know what I mean. We're just having an open conversation, and absolutely, and what what we're all dealing with. Um, you know, first and foremost, our prayers and our hearts and souls go out to all of you know everyone who you know who, who's who's dealing with this situation for those family members that have gotten this for all the first responders, our our medical. I mean, yeah. all of that first and foremost. Now, you know, and then. To bring it back to us, it, to bring it back to all of us, all of us who live the outdoor lifestyle is, you know, you had made a, 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 a you hit something so beautifully. And, and that was, you know, to support these outfitters, because a lot of these outfitters, this is all they got. Yep. You, you know what I mean? This when you build relationships with these people, too, they're part of your family. The ones that you really, yeah. you know, over the years, you know, who are the legit in it for the right reasons that these are people as well. Yep. Yes, sir. And, and, and I mean, you know, they, we know a few of them that, that their, their, their time to make their, you know, for them to shine and make their, a big percentage of their income is their spring bear season. And, you know, just think of that. And you, you know, two thirds of your whole thing is, is out the door. And, and I mean, I mean, it's, it's just a bad time for everybody, you know, but again, one nation under God. That's it, brother. That's our nation. And and we we will persevere. We we the unity that has come across compared to what it was a few months ago in our nation is just it's tremendous. And and I mean, we will be stronger after this. And it just we we've got to get over some hurdles. And and hell, I'm a short dude. Any hurdle is tall. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely, buddy. Listen, I mean, there are times when our military is tested, and I think we show the fortitude and the strength of, and I'm, you know, just like you guys, a, a supporter and have had a brother who have served and done some, you know, pretty incredible things. And, but now it's our, our medical community and our first responders and to be able to see them in action and, and just the innovation and, and how tough they are. So thank you for saying that because um, I, you know, I also have a background in that industry and, and I'm, I'm proud right now, all the bull crap <laughs> politics aside, I'm proud of our country 
for, you know, the work that we're doing to get over this. And you're right. We, we will get on the other side of it and be better for it. And so it's just buckling up now and making the most of it, you know? Yep. So yes, let's sir. do this. Let's, let's rewind. So you guys aren't yep. going to BC, but let, walk us through maybe one or the two most epic bear hunts that you guys did have in BC and talk about oh. how they were so memorable and maybe the, the good and bad women. But I know that of all those bears that you hunted, there's probably a couple that just really stick out in your mind. So let's talk about something positive and fun and rewind a little bit. I, 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 I can tell you mine. And okay. I think you're going to, re- we, we, we were on the coast where we're, you know, we're hunting with Glenn and we, we we're, we're staying in an inlet. On, on a big boat and as we see as the tide goes out the big boars come to the shoreline okay yep you, you, and, and as they're doing this we see this man we see this good bear so we we take we take the boat we get the wind in our favor we we climb all the way through soaking wet i mean just just miserable but loving every step we finally get to a position and we're sitting there and i, I was actually hunting with my crossbow at the time okay well he disappears just disappears and we're like where is he and we sat for 30 30 40 minutes and we're glassing just trying to see just something and he just went back in and and what we learned for years over there you know these bears normally they'll come out on that on that shoreline they'll last about 45 minutes to an hour hour and 25 and then they they go back whether you know and then they just settle down and then you know they then they slowly you know give them a few hours and they come back out so so I, we just must've hit him at that time. Well, so now we took our boots off because I wanted, I was trying to get close. I wanted to, you know, stick this thing real, just for the footage, for the fun, for the challenge. Well, so we're, we're sitting down and we're putting our boots back on the bear pops out. Now this is all on camera. The bear pops out 20 yards or 30 yards. Yeah. In front of us, in front of us. And, he and looks, we're all sitting on the ground, yeah. putting, boot, putting our wet wool socks back into our knee-high rubber boots, which is not an easy task. No, nope. no. So, so all of a sudden, he looks. He comes. His head comes out, looks to the right, and then looks to the left. And when he looked to the left, what we assume now again, you know, we we can't think what they think, but he comes charging. <laughs> and I, what you know, all I I already. Had, had you know discharged the crossbow uh, of course and yeah. i'm in the front glenn's right in back me he's got a gun he's you know and, and I, I just stood up and all on camera and i i hunkered my right foot in, into the ground and i was going to stab him with the front part of the the crossbow just to tr- maybe stop him from and yep. in the meantime glenn has a gun but, but ralph is in glenn's I'm in way. front of him <laughs> And so there were some words bleeded out. I'm sure <laughs> on on his part, but the reality of and it, I'm behind both of them capturing it all on film. So that was fun. Absolutely, we all need to change our shorts after. It that. was awesome, man. It was awesome. You know, I mean, we we live for those adrenaline rushes, and and that was one. And what we realized as we sat there, and he took off. So so I mean, he come uh, me standing up and go, ah, yep. you know, like a you know a little Italian ninja dude. You know, I, I went boom, <laughs> and the bear oh just cut right to my right side and went back in the bush. So we're sitting there and Glenn and we're and I mean, in reality, what what we realized because I said, guys, wait a minute, why why did black bears normally don't do that? No, yep. I, I said, wh- and we're thinking, and then we realized here, here we are, we're sitting down, 
laying or you know on our butts. They don't see so we're real not well. we're not a human profile. <laughs> we're just a dark object profile, and yep. it's small. Well, now thinking he comes out of the bush, sees, thinks maybe it's a sow and cubs. Oh, because it's the spring. He knows if he kills those cubs, she'll go, you know she'll yep. she'll she'll recycle, and that's why we think he came at us. But it was that was believe it or not one of my most memorable adventures there, and I still remember it. And that was ten, was a long time twelve ago. years ago. Was a long time ago. Yeah, that's one you don't oh, forget, God. guys. That's one no. you don't you don't forget. That that's that's what the beautiful thing. It's not about you know killing something on that moment. It's about the experience no. of being eye to eye with a big animal like that and trying to process it and think it through. And uh, so, gr- cool story, great story. Thank yeah. you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah, it, it was a lot. I mean, the thing is, is that Ralph and I, we've been, we really truly have been blessed and we've done a lot of bear hunting together. Yep. A lot. It's crazy how much we've done together, actually. But Well, it's because the reality of it is, is now we ain't knocking nothing. We like turkey hunting. But if you would much it, rather hunt I'd bears. much rather hunt big game animals in the spring than turkeys. Sorry, but that's the truth. No, listen. I mean, I've I've done my fair share of, of bear hunting and turkey hunting, and you know, I've not done it to the extreme that you guys and have, have you've done some really cool stuff. But um, you know, I've had a, a few bear hunts, and the, to me, the the few that were my most memorable were just the ones where we did on the ground and not in a tree stand, and yeah, you know, shot a couple of bears where they were probably ten feet away with a bow, um, making a decision: are they coming in uh, to our blind on the ground, or are they, you know, so. Um, those you yeah. don't, you don't forget. So that's, I, I totally that's understand actually, what you guys are saying. That's actually one of the things that we've done more of over the past year, just because, you know, trying to make it, yeah. um, more exciting and stuff like that is we've done a lot more bear hunting from ground blinds all the way across Canada. And, um, yeah, it's a lot, it's, you know, just not a, it wasn't a BC hunt, but just a couple years ago, um, Freddie and I, Freddie from our office here, he uh he and i were sitting in a ground blind in saskatchewan and you know we had we had our spy point cameras up and we've got pictures of this giant bear and stood and the thing is is that there was another hunter in camp that sat in there and he never saw him so jeff is like you know what it's your last night if you want to go and try or the second to the last night i think it was because i wasn't seeing anything anywhere and he's like, if you want to go try it, like the bear is just smart. He doesn't want to come in when anyone else is there. And then we're like, okay, we'll, we'll give it a whirl. And Freddie and I are sitting there. And it was so funny because here we are sitting in a ground blind. And I've got my bow and Freddie's filming me. And I hear a noise. And I thought it was Freddie kind of <clears throat> clearing his throat. And then I thought he was like scratching the blind. And I'm like, duh. And I looked at him to give him like an evil, dirty eye. Of like, course. why are you making noise? You know? <laughs> It's yep. prime time. Don't make noise. You know, it's a camera guy. And I looked at, and as I turned to look at Freddie to make a face at him, the bear's head is almost in our window. Of course it is. And it's huge. And I just grab hold of Freddie's knee. It's right next to my knee. And I grab hold of his knee because it's small blinds. Big so wait, 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 wait a minute. You're grabbing <laughs> another man's knee? <laughs> yeah. Ralph, did yeah. you not know this? Wait a minute. I, I, I never heard this, this part of the storyline. I'm telling you what, I... Freddie and I both at the same time were like, <gasps> you know, and the bear just kind of walked over and walked away and you went around and, you know, of course everything happens in the millisecond. And then of course my mic battery was dead and it started making yep. static and the bear heard it, but he stopped at 20 yards and I made a great shot on him and we covered him. But you know, it was that moment of 
truth, I guess you could almost say, where all of a sudden I'm getting ready to give Freddy this like, hey, knock it off, quiet, you know, and this giant bear, I mean, he, he was a big bear. He was seriously leaning on the blind and rubbing it and looking, almost looking into the blind. Well, and that's uh, amazing that you kept it together and, you know, pulled it off and, and, and were able to recover that bear. I mean, listen, I have been close to a few decent sized bears, but I know the bears in that area are huge. And when you guys say this is a big bear, so I can only imagine the size of that bear's mulligan and how big his oh head was. And if it was that close, that that's uh, an uh, uh-oh moment. And yeah, then, I'm then, still hung up on this knee grab. <laughs> and then, and then after the, because he came around on Freddie's side of the blind, but we didn't have the windows open. We only have a small front window open, you know. Yeah. So when he showed up in that, and he's right there in front of that window, after he goes away, and I shoot him, and he runs off, and Freddie and I are both just like, "Holy crap, what just happened?" You know. <laughs> Those are the best when it happens so fast outside of, you know, her, her hand on his knee, Ralph, outside of those yeah. <laughs> when it happens uh, so fast and it just out of the blue and it just all comes together. And afterwards, whether it's a bear, a deer, a turkey, and you just go, what just happened? To me, those are the most memorable that just will never leave you, you know, and just will always Absolutely. be. I love those moments uh, when they happen that way. You know, pre-roll wasn't great, but hey, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was I just fun. Wanna, I want to put this out there. I, I think um, I would like it for any female camera people. Oh my god! I would like to, you know, maybe possibly hire one because yeah. maybe I could get someone to squeeze my knee. Absolutely, oh my Ralph. Bef- Damn. Hey, I mean, absolutely. We'll work on we'll work on that for that could be part of the twenty year you know special you, you know wow. taking care of Ralph. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no. I, I love it. Uh, Vicky. All right. Next subject, Vicky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too, too funny. I want to remind everyone to visit spypoint.com forward slash 2020 to see all the products that are new for this year and will be available from SpyPoint at your local retailers later this spring. Well, talk about you know, the, the outfitter, I mean, obviously if you're going to the same outfitter, you know, yeah. having the right animals are, you know, are, are important, but it's, to me, it's much more than that. It's the, it's the relationship, it's the experience. So, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, the, the outfitter and the guy that you've used over the years. What are some of the things you look for? And if somebody has not done a bear hunt and you know as we get through all of this and want to go support some of these outfitters you know what are the right type of questions what do they look for you know what do you define as a a good quality outfitter first i think for years people made the mistake you know they'd call up an outfitter before it was i I should say you know you'd call up or you'd (laughs) this will show you how long i've been doing this we would send letters we would make phone calls (laughs) now send pigeons away or an email but you, you know, most people, hey, you know, what is your, your success rate? Forget forget asking yep. that. Really. It, it, I mean, it's it's such a misleading thing. For example, you know, we, we, the, most of the outfitters that we've hunted with forever, you, they, they may have a true, true, you know, 50 to 70 percent success rate, some actually higher. But I want to let's be real right now. But more than anything, I want to see a couple things. One, we want to see. What's their return? 
What is their client base return? In other words, if you look and you see that the same client has been going there year after year and maybe they haven't shot, you know, a bear every year or, you know, they shot, they, but they shot a monster and now they're just waiting. They're passing up a bunch. You know, why has that person got that much faith in that individual? Yep. One, honesty, integrity. You know, you cannot get mad at an outfitter if the weather is crappy. You can't. Nope. That, that's, that's out of their control. But what you can be disappointed with is if you're over-promised and under-delivered. 100%. For example, yep. you, you know what I mean? Been there. If, if they, oh, they show you this. I don't give a damn about the lodge. I'll be honest with you. Yep. Never have. No, I want good hunting. Mm-hmm. I want good camaraderie. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Is, is, you know, pe- people normally are trying to boast something when something else may be lacking. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? I, I, the, the, the hunting to me is more important. The camaraderie, you, you know, and I'm, the other thing too is scenics. I, I, we love being in, in some of the most beautiful places that God's created. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you know, I, I don't want to hunt near a dump. I don't want any of that junk. You, you know, you know what I mean? Absolutely. We, we want to see the pristine wilderness. We, we want to enjoy that. And, and, you know, talk into an outfitter and talk to him multiple times, ask him for references of successful and non successful clients. That's a great, because, yeah. you know, here, here, here's a good example. We were on a, we were on a moose hunt years ago and this guy hunted 10 days, hated the hunt. And he, he had, he had absolute 100% right to hate it. Things weren't, you know, the, the outfitter, the boat motors last with the guy, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, and the boats and motors weren't working. I mean, everything that you could think of on the outfitters end wasn't taken care of properly. He shoots a moose the last day. Okay praises the whole deal <laughs> so okay. now that you, you know praise the outfitter and, and and just is all we were there we were at yeah. the camp and then he goes home and then just rips it mm. here's an out an old an outfitter told vicky and i years and years ago if you don't tell me i have a problem in my camp i can't fix it yep don't go home and bash me. If you tell me in camp, listen, I'm not getting along with this guy. Listen, I thought this was going to be or that or, or, or this. I have the opportunity to fix it. But if you go home not saying anything, please at least have the respect for me and give me that chance to make things right while you're here. That's credibility. That's honesty. Absolutely. You know, and that's that's the kind of things you want you want to find. And I I believe, you know, I believe that a lot of people can read people in the first few minutes of a conversation, and you know if they're full of crap or not. Yep. Right. I, I mean, yeah. you look at the photos, and if all the photos, you know, next thing you know, like, like here here's a really good one. You look at big popular thing, white-tailed deer, and you look at photos on, on a, someone's website and the majority of the photos are of the same deer <laughs> <laughs> head just turned different ways <laughs> yeah yep. and you're like okay obviously you know what something's up there and and you know no one's returning you you find out that they you know have a zero clientele returning base and i mean the other thing too is you know you have these sites that you can go and judge 
or, or, or rate an outfitter. But again, I don't know if that's as accurate as they, as they should be just like that hunter. I just told you about, you know, you, you know what I mean? He yep. was all happy, but then he came back because then we know others that, you know, mem- remember that here, remember, I don't want to, you know, we won't, but, but <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking we're about? We're at a very expensive <laughs> hunt. Okay. Um, this is up, up North for moose. Um, and this guy pulls in, gets off a float plane. He's got a bow. We got it a rum and sail. Now, mind you, this is an expensive hunt. Uh-huh. He's got six arrows in a quiver and none of them match. He's got uh-huh. broadheads that he's been shooting in, in, you know, in a target. And the, the, he, he's like, well, you know, well, I, I, I've been watching you guys and I, I figured I'm going to try it. And we're like, oh well. my gosh, <laughs> the <laughs> man had more that? money than sense. Yeah. So Vic, Vicky and I, I ended up, we gave him a, you know, we, we retuned everything at, at the, you know, <laughs> at the, at the base camp, had him shooting with new broadheads and, 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 and new arrows. And I, I mean, but I guess the other thing we can't judge an outfitter on, and that is the hunter themselves not being prepared, mm-hmm. whether it's mentally and physically. Right. And no, that's a fair I point. I mean, you got to self-reflect sometimes too. So I think that's a, a fair point in all of this as well. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, like, like for bear hunting, you know, you're hoping that your guide, your outfitter is doing everything you're doing. If you're going to go on, like, say you're going to hunt Alberta or Manitoba in the big woods, you know, or Saskatchewan where, you know, you are going to hunt bait sites, you know, there's ways to, t- to tell when you get there or if they send them pictures of the bait sites you know, if it's worn down, you can see that, you know, the outfitter's been running those baits and stuff like that. You're going to have more confidence in that outfitter than you would if you went to a place and there's like, wait a minute, we got to turn. No, wait, the trail goes this way. No, no, wait, we went the wrong way. Obviously, you can tell which ones have been doing their job, you know, as much as they should be compared to the ones that are just, you know, here you go. One of the things, though, that, gosh, when Ralph and I, way back when we were first married, back in the 90s, and he used to run a bear camp up in Ontario. And back in those days, we had to use trail timers. We didn't have trail cameras. <laughs> okay. We didn't have our, our trail cameras. We didn't have our spy points, you know, back in the day. God, so, I wish we did. Oh. So we would, you know, you take out that little string, you put the log on top of the bait, something comes and knocks it off. And a damn like, squirrel oh, or a mink so, or, yeah. Something was there at, you know, 415 and, you know, and then you keep checking and checking. Where nowadays... I mean, there's a lot of do-it-yourself black bear hunts where you can in some of the provinces where you just go and you pay, you know, kind of like, hey, you can stay here and these are your bait sites over here and you can go ahead and run them and do what you want on them. And one of the key things to keeping that a success for yourself are taking your trail cameras up there with you. Or yeah. send them. If, yeah. if you're going on, if you're going to an outfitter, you can contact them, right? Yeah. Right. And we'll, we'll send them three or four. And say, guys, here all we're asking is the bait sites that you were going to have us hunt. Can you put these on there? Because no, a lot of great. times, Absolutely. a lot of guys, huh? yeah, it's well worth. You already yeah. made the investment on the hunt, right? And, and sometimes, I mean, you go up on these hunts, and you know, if you do go to one where they're saying, okay, well, this is your guy's line, or you guys get these three baits or whatever, put cameras up on the other two ones, the other two sites where you're not hunting. So you're not just wondering what's going into those sites when you're not there, but you can actually see what's happening. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So so you can go ahead and do it that way, and it, it becomes beneficial to you. No, that's great, great feedback. Great feedback. And, you know, and that, listen, I think th- this is information that those that have not gone out there and have done this but have always wanted to, 
Um, I, to me, one of the things I think we can do as stewards of this industry, and you guys, again, you know, have a, a lot more experience and have done some amazing things, um, but is how do you help others experience some of the things that we've experienced um, by, you know, having the best experience possible? It's not about, you know, just going and killing an animal. And for some people, I guess it is, but is sharing this kind of information so others can go out and, and you know, see a bear up close and, and have a good experience and want to come back and maybe they can only do it every five years. So you just try to share information to help them. And to me, I think that's part of what we have to do as a, a people in the industry. And so this is great feedback. Well, I, I mean, we owe it. We owe it to everybody, you know, everyone that supported all of us, you and all of us, you know, for all these years, you, you know, we're not trying to be something we're not. We're not telling everybody we're experts. I hate that damn word. I yep. do. You know who the experts are? The animals themselves. But we were, you know, we've put aside our, our human egotistical thinking and said, listen, you want to learn about an animal? Watch it. Experience it. Go witness it. Be be one with that animal. In other words, you, you know, just follow. look at the tracks. Look at the sign. Look at the bite marks that a boar is going to walk down, a, you know, an old logging road and he's going to bend over and he's going to bite a pine tree. Why? He's marking his territory. Look for a pod trail. I, I mean, yeah, look at a pod trail for a bait site. And it's a big pod trail coming into your bait site on a, every, a regular basis. And he a big bear will walk in the same print every time and you'll see this in a lot of the places you're talking about mossy land you know i mean yeah. yeah there are rocks and stuff like that but you can see actually if there's a big bear on a on a, on a site he's going to use the same entrance and exit almost every time and he's going to have that those those footprints and you can see it you know and a lot of people probably wondered why do we like our bear hunting so much and you know here's the reality of it you know, in the fall, we do our deer, we do all of our elk, our moose, our, we even hunt our brown bears, you mm -hmm. know, in the fall. In the spring, we, we, we still love to be out in the woods. So you, turkey season comes in early, but our bear season normally goes May and June. It allows us the, the opportunity to be out there more, but also we love the country they're in. We love that dark, dense, swampy, boggy, you know, just, just yep. beautiful country where they live. And they're an awesome animal. When you watch an animal, you know, come in and he only weighs 175 pounds and he takes a boulder that's huge or a big log that you laid down and he flips it with his right hand. Uh, you know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> Makes you appreciate him. Wow. Yes. And respect. Yeah. Him. I, I mean, and, and, you know, just here, here's the, the, the end of the day. Bears have to be managed. Yes, they do. Totally. Every animal that we have has to be managed. And, you know, no matter where they live, no matter how remote, how desolate, you know, we still have to be stewards and we still have to go and, you know, try to maintain some type of management, you know, assistant program to help keep these animals strong, to keep them all stronger and healthier. Well, and that's part of why they give you two tags in, in a lot of these provinces and areas in, in Canada and other places because they absolutely do need to be managed um, because if they don't, you know, think about the damage they would do on the deer fawn population and others. And I don't think people understand, you know, how devastating they can be if they aren't managed on the deer population in that in the spring time frame. So um, that's a great point as well. 
Well, the, right. the other thing too, Brian, and, uh, go on. I mean, no, I was going to say that. And the other thing is, so like in British Columbia, Moose. you can't bait. It is only stop and stalk. Okay. And, but you have mountains to where you can go ahead and climb up and glass. And that's how we hunt them on Vancouver Island. Yep. You're glassing cuts, you're glassing timber cuts, you know, and you're trying to find those green patches and the dandelions and stuff like that. But once those moose calves start dropping, they're gone. The bears they're gone. The, bear, the bears disappear. They're not eating the dandelion fields anymore. They're out chasing moose and trying to get those, those, those calves, you know? Yep. So, but the thing is, is that, you know, we do get, you do get emails about, oh, yeah, sure, you're going to hunt something over a bait site. Well, it's the only way you can really be successful in helping manage a bear population in those thicker timbers in Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, is going in that big timber and setting it up so they can come in. But at the same time, you're not just trying to decrease the numbers of bears. You're watching else what else is going on. You watch those cubs and them the sows and the cubs come in. I mean, if you see, we I think the most we had was five cubs with one sow one time. Yep. They were just the size of footballs. But I mean, this is stuff that we get to take knowledge of, and witness. we can talk, and we can witness it, and we can go ahead and let the you know the game and the fishing game departments know. Hey, you know what? There's a great population of bears up here. You know, you go back, you tell your outfitter what you saw, and they take that knowledge back to the, to the departments, and then they're able to help figure out more management tools to have this set. And that, that that's it. So it, it's like a full circle thing. So it's the experience yourself, but then it's the intel and the information that you're providing back. And, you know, and that's that's part of our role as well, you know. And so, um, and to me, you know, one of the cool things is sitting there seeing a sow and all of her cubs, and you have no intention, you know, of doing any harm to those cubs. But nope, to sit exactly. and to watch them, you know, is a super cool. And I know, you know, three years ago I was in, you know, Alberta and we were bear hunting and we were on the ground, made a, you know, homemade ground blind and, you know, waiting for, you know, a particular bear to come in and literally um, just humbles you. I was looked over to my right and there was a giant wolf sitting on a log staring at us had no clue he was there, looked at him. And then before, you know, I know it, he just slips away. And, you know, and that was like, that was one of the coolest things. And even though I had a wolf tag, there's no way I was going to be able to pull that off with the bow on the ground. And he's already looking at me, but to just see that big animal and respect the fact that he totally knew we were there. He was watching, checking us out. And once he knew that I knew the gig was up, he's like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> But that was one of the coolest experiences of seeing something else in the woods um, outside of, you know, a bear and just being out there, which, you know, you guys talked about. That's just part of the experience. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you guys this. This is something I know early on gave me a little bit of a challenge, um, and that is judging bears, you know, on the ground. And it's not easy, you know, so give people a little bit of sense of some of the things you go through, especially as that, you know, big animals coming in and, uh, you know, and and some of them it's, it's obvious, big, mature boar, no brainer, but there are some that can be a little bit deceiving too. So walk through your thought process and how you judge bears. Okay, so one of the things we used to say all the time, and when we would do seminars and when we would have, when we had the bear camp way back when, was we would tell them just, you know, here's the thing. When they come in, it's going to be the biggest bear you've ever seen in your entire life. If you've, if you've bear hunted, they can still fool you. We used to call them helium bears because people would shoot a bear and say, it is the biggest bear you've ever seen. And then you go up and you're like, okay, nice bear. And, you know, Ralph picks yeah. it up and walks out. You know, <laughs> it's... um. It's one of those things because bears, there's, well, there's a fear factor in bears. 
you know, you, yep. they have claws and teeth. And so, you know, you think about different things and you're, if you're sitting on the ground, even in a tree stand, they can look bigger than they are. Cause you got to realize how absolutely. thick that hair is on yep, them, especially absolutely. in the springtime, you know, it's standing up and everything else. And, but one of the things is that if you're hunting, obviously, like you just said, you know, no brainer bears. Oh my gosh. If it has a crease on the forehead from where the muscle is coming up off the skull, that's a no brainer. That's just don't even hesitate. You know what I mean? Yep. The thing is, is that there's so many different ways of judging a bear that, I mean, if you're sitting on the ground or if you're hunting over a bait site, one of the ways is if, if you have a 55-gallon drum, you know. If, if Make sure the outfitter tells you what size drum it's yeah, to use. Yeah, that it's not a 35-gallon yeah. drum. <laughs> you know, if, yep. if, it, if he's two-thirds of that drum of a 55-gallon drum, two-thirds of that drum, if he's taller than that, he, he's, a, he's a decent bear. Mm -hmm. If he's taller than the drum, he's a good bear. You can go ahead and you can walk up. You figure, think about how you stand next to like a barrel. Okay. And if, if you're standing next to a barrel, well, up to me, it's probably up to my hip to Ralph. It's probably my neck, maybe neck high, but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> if it's, I'm leaving now. <laughs> Thanks Ralph. Take care. My knee's not getting touched. I mean, nothing. I got nothing going. I'm, I'm listen, it's over. But one of the things you can do also is if you're not, if the, if you're hunting bears and you're not hunting with a barrel, say, or a drum, is you can go walk around. If you're just naturally putting it, you know, in the ground or whatever, you can go around and mark spots on trees about hip high with a little ax, just mm -hmm. tink a little thing into the woods so you can see. So you have a, a visual idea. of where you want to exactly. Cause there's a lot of different ways yep. of judging them or take a branch, take all the leaves off. So you could d definitely distinguish it you know, in the thick foliage and take it from the ground, you know, measure it from the ground to your, to like your, your, your waist, you know, your, 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 where your belt is stick that in the ground. If the bear comes in and he's leveled to that somewhere, right. now you have a distinct marking. You're like, Oh boy, that, you know, that's a, could be a good bear. Um, you know, the, the other thing too, and here it goes again, I'm going to get in trouble, but uh -oh. you know, boars and sows for, for many, it's very hard to distinguish. Um, you, you know what I mean? It, but, uh, it is. But, yeah, it is. You, what what you, a very very positive way of, of seeing it is you know small front barren hips. So in other words, if you know if her front shoulders are real narrow, but she's got a big butt, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, I'm in trouble. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's it's just telling you you know it's yep. going to be more than likely a, a sow. And she'll probably have a pinnier face. Yep. Her, her face isn't going to be as wide. She's going to have a longer muzzle. Where on a boar. You're gonna your front shoulders are gonna be as big as your back, yeah, as your butt and your head. The noses, usually the bigger boars, are gonna have more of a a stout nose to him, and he's gonna have a crease in his forehead. And the other thing too is, you know, look at the ears. Um, you, you know, and and I've <laughs> I've used this analogy so for for so long that um, you, you you look at like the Mickey Mouse little cap that you put on your head, okay, and the ears are almost touching. Yep. Okay. On a young bear, your ears will sit high. Don't, don't necessarily judge them by the size of the ear, but where the position of the ears are, the the older a mature, the, the older the bear gets, the law, the, the, the more his ears start to go down further. This is where you get your width. This is you. So if someone's looking to shoot a record book animal, there's two measurements. The length and the width of the skull, right? Of the skull, 
So now what happens is those ears, instead of being high up on the head, they start to come, come lower down on the sides. That's giving you an age structure just as Vicky too. And you know, you, you get did the you crease. Did you just call me old? Well. Oh, you said just as Ralph, Vicky did you just go too. there? An age structure. Uh, here it goes. Just as Vicky too. You heard well, that, I right, just, Brian? I heard it. Yeah. I heard it. Okay. I'm just making sure, you know. Again, I'm looking for a female <laughs> we, camera person. We've been for three and a half weeks at this point, you know, it's getting a little sticky. You guys need to get in the woods quick. <laughs> yes, turkey season opens on Monday here. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. No, Ralph, seriously, no, that that's uh, the ears are a huge thing. That was something that tricked me up a little bit too um early on. So that that's you've taught me a few things today. Yeah, just visualize. Yeah, Brad, just just visualize looking at look at any bear. Look, you know, look at a mount, look at, you know, if, if, if you're in a, a zoo or a park and you're looking at bears and, and just look and you'll see where the ears are further back and lower down. Yep. That That's just the maturity. That's age. That's how the skull actually, you know, grows. And, and I mean, it's just what it is. Look at look at a dog. And I'm not saying we're hunting dogs. Let's clear <laughs> that. But you're, you're big old, you, you know, you'll look at a blocky lab. Yeah. And you go, oh my gosh! Look at the size of his head. What, you'll 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 see that, and you can relate the same way to judge judging bears. You're gonna your first thing you look at is go, oh my gosh! Look at the size of his melon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Boom. No, that's great. That's that's great. So listen, thank you both for sharing some sure. in, incredible feedback. And when we get through all of this, you know, hopefully, you know, people will be interested and and want to take that leap and go out there. And you've given them some things to research and to ask an outfitter and to go experience it because spring bear hunting is one of the funnest coolest experiences i've I've ever had and i know for you guys doing it as long as you've had um is one of your most favorite things you talked about so let's shift gears to we're coming up on 20 years um for your show and one of the things that I, i will honestly say about both of you and having a chance to spend more time with you is that it's less about you guys and more about the experience. And that, to me, is when I judge people who are doing it for the right reasons, um, and that's, to me, what it's about. It's about the experience, the animal, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the you know, mess-ups, the successes. And that's truly, in my opinion, what you guys represent as true ambassadors to the industry. So, okay. absolutely. You. And, and you guys are, more importantly, great hunters, but you're great people. So, Tell people about what's to come year 20 and what, you know, we get through all this mess that people can expect from the show and all the cool things that you guys do. This is, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, um, like you just said, this is our 20th year on the outdoor channel with Archer's Choice. So this is a big thing. I I can tell you 20 years ago, if someone would have told me that this is what we were still doing, I probably would have laughed at you. Um, <laughs> like, how do you do that? It's and not easy. Course, it's not easy, but you know what? We've been blessed. And honestly, it doesn't feel like 20 years. It has flown by. Um, that makes us 20 years older, though, also. So that kind of stinks. But um, but before the TV show, we did DVDs. And before the DVDs, we did hunting videos. You know, go back to those VHS tapes. I mean, so we've been, we've been around for a long time. But I think the 20-year on the Outdoor Channel, is it really says something. Um, for us to be able to do it, to still have the support and the viewers, and everyone to continue on and supporting us and enjoying what we're doing. Ralph and I, we don't look at it as a job. So we've always said, heck, probably by year five, we said, you know, if it ever becomes a job, we're not going to do it. So 
we truly have been blessed on the fact that we just keep doing this. This year's a little tough. This this year, this spring it has its own challenges. It, it has its own challenges. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's footage that should be being filmed and it's not getting done because we can't. You know, yeah. for our safety, for other safety and stuff like that. But we've got some great um, Archer's Choice episodes coming up that. Um, Chad well, and we're even doing the best right of. Now. We're doing the nice. best of. Nice. Yeah, best moose hunts, Ralph's best moose hunts, They're our White best bear hunts, bears. our best deer. So we've got all kinds of Elk, really cool things coming Karen. up on, on this year's um, Archer's Choice and the Choice this year. We've got some some really cool things, kind of doing some some throwback stuff. Yep. And it's just, yeah, I, I think everyone's going to have a good time with it. I know yes. that we're... I, um, our producers, Chad and Freddie, are ready to kill us because some of the ideas that we want to do, and they're like, "You guys, come on now!" But I, th I think it's going to be good. We're 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 excited about it. Yes, it, it it's quite a it's it's quite an accomplishment, I think. You know, there's a lot of hunting shows out there, and we've been truly been blessed to be that forefront, that America's favorite hunting couple kind of thing to get it going. And we, you know, thank God every day for it. Amen. Listen, it, when you say accomplishment, that, that don't underestimate how much of an accomplishment that is. And what I love to hear from both of you and doing it for 20 plus years is the excitement in your voices and that it's not a job and that you, you are very blessed and you appreciate what you're doing because it's easy to get lackadaisical and just get stagnant and just do it just because. But you don't <clears throat> see that from you guys and, and I love the excitement and that's uh, I think what we need to celebrate and hopefully others will embrace uh, in our industry, because again, it's more than just going in and filming a kill. It's about everything in between. And you yes, guys absolutely is. represent that. Well, thank, thank you, brother. You. Appreciate, Appreciate that. that. Absolutely. So listen, any, anything else as far as any, you know, stuff, uh, videos follow you guys. I mean, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. on TV, but are there any other ways that people can connect with some of the things you guys have going on day to day and uh, in the future? Absolutely. So um, obviously we have all those wonderful social media sites, all of them. If you go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all at Ralph and Vicky. That's how you find us. Vicky with an I. Um, YouTube is the same thing. Our YouTube channel is up and running. It has been. We've been adding some more hunts on there, some shortened versions of things, um, all of our trailers and all. And we actually just redid our website, which is really more video driven, but nice. we do have a store on there as well. But yeah, so we just redid that. It's just up and running within like the last month or so. So that's awesome. And that's archerschoicemedia.com. And you can see all kinds of things going on there. Very um, cool. Yeah, we've just got a bunch of crazy things going on. We're trying to get more things filmed, more tips since we have time sitting here in the woods in our house. <laughs> just trying to get more content for everyone because we know everyone's going crazy and needs stuff to do. No, Here, I, I think I, here's here, buddy. Here's what I, we would tell everybody. Listen, take this opportunity, spend time with your family and your, you know, and your close friends who are able to, you know, to be near, but, but get out in the woods, you know, forget about all the hype of all, you know, this or this is going to make you better. There's three things. Yeah, really, there's only one thing that'll make you better and that's become a better woodsman. Yep. Learn, learn, learn to, to, you know, to read the sign that, that nature puts out there. You will be amazed at how that will increase your success in every aspect of being out there, you know, in what we love to do. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, we, we've got to get uh, down to Florida and uh, Billy and I go chase some birds with you guys down there and go do some bow fishing. Uh, hopefully next year yeah. we'll get through all this as well. And, 
And, uh, and I just, I wish you guys a ton of success. Stay safe. It's been a truly a pleasure and an honor to speak with both of you. And, um, I know we'll do this again, but, uh, guys, uh, be blessed and, uh, stay safe and well. God bless you, you you and the families and everyone else. Thank you guys. We'll do. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Spy Point Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all the latest product information and the hunting content you're after. For Ralph and Vicki and myself, Brian Stevens, thanks for joining us today. Until next time.